Hey, you crazy cats. How about uh, I read a five-star review before we get this podcast started, huh? Huh? I'm going to do it anyway, even if you're screaming no. Whoa! That came off very inappropriate in my head. That's not what I meant. I meant I'm going to read a review. Uh, five-star review from M. Nicole Strine. Strine? From June 30th. This podcast is always a highlight of my week. I am always checking in to see... Uh, when Zoltan has dropped a new episode, this guy is hilarious. I first found him on Facebook. Snip of a show where he's talking about his cat Jessica, who happens to be next to me. And now that I've started recording the podcast, is leaving. Classic. Uh, I kept rewinding and listening to him. Then I found on YouTube when he said uh, he was doing a podcast. And I was like, even better. Now I can listen and laugh while cleaning, cooking, or the occasional note documenting while at work. In parentheses, she, could, she puts, I'm a social worker. So a lot of note-making right now. Not only is he funny, but he keeps me up on current events happening in the world and tries to place his own positive note on it, or just make me smile, or just make you smile to be able to get you through this crazy world. Thank you, Zoltan. Keep on keeping on. I appreciate the Joe Dirk quote. I appreciate the five-star review and the comment. If you want yours read, uh, go to iTunes and leave a comment, and I'll read it here. In the opening buffer. That's how this all works. Uh, In other news, Modern Mail, the album version of Modern Mail, is officially available on iTunes and Spotify and uh, Pandora. It's on everything. And it's on YouTube. So go get it. Buy it. Leave a review. Share it. Something else and something else. Is that it? Is that all I have to plug? I think that's all I have to plug. Go, uh... You know what you should do? Go uh, go uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel and look into possibly being a member. Subscribe, like, share. Is that enough of me pitching? Yeah, it's way enough of me pitching. Let's start the show. Hit the music, Jessica. This week in Recording and action. Yeah, we're here. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to This Week in Zoltan, episode... 298, I think. Probably. I've done a lot of them. We're here, and it's happening. I never know how to start the show. I always start with, we're here, and it's happening, because that's what's happening right now. It is Tuesday, July 7th, and Modern Mail is now officially released. That was supposed to be one word. Modern Mail is officially released. It's available on all the platforms, Uh, so go get it. Uh, other than that, I'm just here sweating. It's hot. It's San Diego. I gotta close all the windows. I'm keeping the fan on so I don't die. So if you hear that, thup, 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 I don't have locusts in the studio apartment. It's just a ceiling fan. I'm just trying to, you know, not die. That's all we're doing out there. That's how we're trying to celebrate the, uh, the post-4th of July. Uh, there was no episode last week because I got mad at technology. Three things happened. I tried to record last week. I got a phone call. And no, no, no. The camera didn't focus. Like, I don't know what I did with this camera. I don't know this camera. All right? I don't know anything about technology. I got a laptop. I can barely use. I got a phone. I kind of understand. I have this camera that I know how to hit record. And I know how to flip it over and take still photos. But other than that, I am your grandfather with technology. I don't know anything. And last week, for some reason, it wasn't focusing on my face. It was like focusing on a couch cushion or the 
something. It was focusing on that face, I think is what it was doing. But anyway, so then I tried to fix that. Then I finally got it going. And then I got a phone call. And that messed up the recording. And then like a third thing happened. Then I tried to record, but I just started yelling at my camera. Because of how it had upset me from before. And then I made the executive decision, maybe this isn't my day. So I didn't record. And that's why we got this episode this week. Is that enough of an introduction? That's what happened to last week's episode. But uh, I had a great weekend. I, that's It was 4th of July. 4th of July is one of my favorite holidays. I have two favorite holidays. 4th of July and Thanksgiving. Those are my two favorite holidays. They're both food-based holidays. All right, They both involve friends, food, and no gifts. That's why I love those holidays. I love non-gift-giving holidays. There's no fighting at the store. There's no stress. It's just showing up, cracking claws, throwing them back in a baby pool, and eating, uh, just eating, drinking, partying, enjoying oneself, enjoying the red, white, and blue. You know, you throw on your little uh, patriotic little shorts, and we salute America. And 4th of July means a little extra to me because it's the anniversary of my mom and I coming to the United States. We came here July 4th, 1991. Uh, we didn't know it was a holiday. We didn't We didn't pick it. It just happened to be the day. It was actually the night that we landed in, uh, in New York City. I got to see the fireworks from the plane as it was landing. I know I tell this story every year. So people who have been listening to the podcast are like, yeah, we get it. But it's uh, it's our, you know, we make the phone call. I called my mom this time. And she's like, can you believe it? It's been 29 years. And we've been in this wonderful country. Ah, your brother has the COVID. Um, so yeah, it's been good. By the way, update, my brother's doing good from uh, from the coronavirus. He's no longer having fevers. And he just has like a mild sore throat. I texted him uh, the other day. He's doing okay. And my mom is showing no symptoms. She's the one I'm really worried about because my brother's 19. I, I'm, I don't think he's the demographic to get injured in this thing. My mom's in her 50s. She's born in 63. So she's deep into her 50s. And I, you know, I love my mom. So thankfully, no symptoms. Everything's a-okay. But I had a wonderful 4th of July. Uh, had a baby pool out there. I was frolicking in a baby pool because the beach was crazy. I think San Diego was the only beach in California that was open. Because apparently the entire state came to San Diego because our beaches were the only ones open. They, they, it was on the news. The traffic jam that was happening on the 5 South of people coming down to enjoy our beaches. And I'm like, we're not doing it. I'm not doing it. So instead, I got the White Trash Beach, which is an inflatable baby pool. We had a cooler, we had white claws, we had wine, we had a cheese board, we had everything you need uh, to enjoy uh, 4th of July. No fireworks. I thought maybe if we walked to the park, we'd be able to see some fireworks. No go. We ended up staring at a full moon, which is pretty good, you know? Fireworks. I'll see it on everyone's Instagram stories. But a full moon? Why not stare at that? It was a weird consolation prize. Because Emma was with me, and she's like, where do we watch fireworks? I'm like, there's a park down the street. Maybe we can see some fireworks from there. 
And then we sat there, we could hear all the fireworks, but we couldn't, nothing. Nothing visual. Just the audio. Just the way dogs enjoy it. That's how we enjoyed the fireworks. Just hearing random bangs while we shook in fear. We weren't scared, but you know. Um, it was good. I'm trying to sit up more. I'm going to I'm going to do that more in the podcast. I'm seeing myself in the in the camera. I'm trying to have good posture because I have no other goals during this lockdown. My goals during this lockdown have been very narrowed. They've been I want to finish certain series on Netflix and I want to not slouch. I don't even know why I don't want to slouch anymore. What a weird thing to want. But this is not how I normally am. I'm normally like this. This is how I'm comfortable. Just a nice little shoulders rolled forward. The weight of the world right on my back. Just keeping my head down. That's where I'm comfortable. It actually hurts to try to stay like this. I don't even like the look, to be honest with you. Anytime I see someone that's got too good a posture, I'm like, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't trust them. I don't trust them. Why that posture? What are you hiding? But so I'm like now I'm trying to get good posture. So I'm just constantly and it hurts my back. I'll be honest with you. My back hurts way less when I slouch. I think the caveman on the evolutionary chart, the third one from the left, I think that's the perfect place for your back. I think that's why we're all humans are slowly morphing back to like the third caveman from the left. That's where we should be. We should have a slight angle. We shouldn't just be walking all upright. Look stupid. It's not even good balance. You got to lead with your nose. Like two cans. That's how you got to live life. But I'm trying not to slouch more, so that's going on. Other than that, it's been an interesting couple weeks. Um, I got to get a new cable provider. That's fun. YouTube TV. Way to become the villain that you were trying not to become. YouTube TV hiked their rates. They're, they, they, YouTube TV started at like $40, all right? It's only been around three years. I got on YouTube TV immediately because I, I, I had just moved into a new place and I didn't want to pay for cable. And they're like, we're offering this and I'm in. I think I was paying $40 initially for YouTube TV. Then they jumped to 50 and I'm like, all right, calm down. And this year they're jumping it to 65 They're going up $15 You've become cable, YouTube TV. You were supposed to be the hero, and you've become cable. Like somewhere AT&T and Cox and Time Warner are all just sitting around in their boardroom evil lair just chuckling at each other. Like, oh, we knew they'd, we knew they'd become us. And you did. It reminded me of that, that quote from Batman. You, you either die a hero, you live long enough to become the villain. Well, well done, YouTube TV. You've become the villain. $65? $65. And what'd you add on? You added on Nickelodeon, MTV, and Comedy Central. Whoop-de-doo. That's not worth $15. You should give us the option. You should give us the option. Like, hey, do you want Nickelodeon, Comedy Central, and VH1, and... And whatever the other, the, the TNN, if you want those, give us an extra 15 bucks a month, and I would gladly say, pass. Hard pass. I'm not interested. The only reason I even have any sort of cable, whether it's YouTube TV or I'm probably going to switch over to Hulu's live streaming service, the only reason I have any of it is news and sports, which news I'm, I'm very much over. I've realized that 
You can get news from certain podcasts in little 10-minute chunks in the morning, and you can be up to speed, and I can go on Twitter, and I can see who's being canceled or what the president tweeted, and then people fact-check that. I don't need the news. I don't need to go on CNN or Fox News and listen to editorials with kind of news sprinkled in. But sports... Sports is the only reason any kind of cable service even exists. That's all I want. I mean, UFC, you can't even order... There's a UFC pay-per-view this this Saturday with uh, George Masvidal, and I want to watch it. But you can't even order it unless you have a cable service. How messed up is that? So I have a cable service. I have YouTube TV at, at 50 bucks a month. And then I pay $5 a month for ESPN+. Plus. I gladly pay that because you get access to all these fights. But you need both of those things so you can then spend another $50 to $75 to get the pay-per-view. But you can't just go to UFC. I can't just call Dana White. Not like I have his number. But you can't just hit up Dana White going, Hey, I'd love to watch the UFC pay-per-view this weekend with George Masvidal, here's 75 bucks. He'd be like, "Uh uh-uh, you need to get a cable service, then sign up for ESPN+, Plus, then you can give me more money. And I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes because I want to watch the fight, and especially with this lockdown, we don't have much to live for. We don't have that much. It's the shutting the restaurants down. All I got is sports, and it's sports without a crowd. So it almost looks like I'm spying on a scrimmage it looks like i'm spying on a sparring session like i'm the new england patriots trying to get practice footage of the colts back in 2011 or whenever that was going on and i'm gonna pay 50 bucks plus the five plus whatever the pay youtube tv come on man i'm a fan of youtube this video's going on youtube i like what you do but why are you doing this other thing Give us the option. Put up channel packages. Do you want this package? Do you want that package? I'll be honest. I want three channels from you. That's really all I want. I want three channels. I want TLC so I can watch 90 Day Fiance. I want ESPN. And I want a news channel. I don't know which one. BBC, maybe? I think that's the one with like the less editorials. CNN, NBC, Fox News, they're all the same depending on what hat you wear. But the news is the same in the sense that it's not. But that's all I want. I want three channels. I want to see ugly Americans date beautiful people from third world countries so they can get out of their situation. I want sports. And I want a little bit of news in case there's a disaster. In case there's a disaster or something gets shut down or I need to wear two masks. Masks? That's easier said than done. That's all I need it for. Don't become the... You've become the villain. YouTube TV, you're supposed to be a hero of the people. And you've become what you hated. $65 a month. The only good thing is, like like every other subscription-based service, you can split it up. So I think you can have, like, four profiles. So I think I need to, like, get, like, five friends, four friends to get in on it. I don't know how many profiles you can get, but whatever the amount is, and then divvy it up, and then maybe it's only 10 bucks a month. But stop making me set up a pyramid scheme so I can watch some boxing and some UFC without fans. Stop making me text my friends to get in on a Ponzi scheme 
so I can watch some sports sometimes. Sometimes. All of this is making cable look not that bad. Like, I remember... Actually, if I remember right, back in the old days, if you wanted to order a pay-per-view, you had to... You had to call up your cable company and then go to a building and they rented you a box, a tiny box, and you would bring it home, plug it to the TV, and you had an archaic hotel-looking remote that was covered in way more than coronavirus. It was covered in stuff... You would rather have coronavirus than the germs covered on this hotel remote that you brought home with you. And you would set it up and that's how you watch the pay-per-view. And then you had to return the box. And they charged you for a box rental fee and then whatever the pay-per-view costs. So it was like an expensive endeavor and you had an, and you had an errand. You had to go pick it up. And then after that, they came up with the cable boxes that you just had to keep at your house all the time. Because it was digital cable or whatever they called it. And then that made it easier. You could just order a pay-per-view with a push of a button. And now, you gotta pay for like, it's still all on my phone. Like, it's still convenient. But at the same time, it's, I gotta pay four people to watch one thing. Everyone gets a piece. It's like the mob. It's like trying to set up a grocery store in the 60s in, 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 in Brooklyn. I gotta pay, I gotta pay the city for a business license, I gotta pay the mob so they don't come down and burn down my store by accident, and then I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hire the mobster's kid and pay him minimum wage plus tips and bennies. I can't do it. Dude, we're, we are being strong-armed by streaming services. And I honestly don't know what to do about it. Because you can only go outside so much. You can only go outside until you're like, I kind of want to be inside and I want to watch professional fighters punch each other in the face. I'm not even asking for that much. I just want to watch George Masvidal fight that Usman guy. I don't really know much about Usman. I know they don't like each other and I love that. I love watching people that know how to fight, fight people that they don't like. It's the best. That's why we all watch it. I've been watching boxing on ESPN Plus, but these are professional fighters and they don't seem to have any heat with each other. They seem to be cool. It looks like a sparring session. It's very one-sided. I feel like this can be competitive. And I just... Why does everyone get a piece? It's like if you paid to watch me do live stand-up. But you gotta like pay six other people. Just to have the privilege of watching my dumbass. It doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't exist. And I don't know what to do about it. Save us, Elon Musk. <laughs> You're the only person I can name by name that I think could save us. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, interesting week. Uh, last week, I got into... This is so funny. Every, uh, we can make everything political now, which is impressive. Uh, and we made... There's that picture of that nerdy rich couple that came out with, like, the guns... Did you see that? That was last week. They were dressed like dorks, and then they got made fun of on social media. And I joined in. If you don't know, I don't even know the whole story. But apparently this this rich couple lived in like a mansion in a gated community. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure I am. I usually am. Uh, and then a protest came through the gates, and then they were afraid for their property. And they came out with guns. And... I made fun of them because they were dressed like dorks, you know? 
And I'm not saying you're supposed to change clothes to defend your property. It's just funny. I was just making fun of their clothes. All I said was, I w one of the reasons I would never own a gun is because I would somehow make it less cool looking than this couple right here. That's all I said. I even made fun of myself to make fun of them. I even said they look cooler than me. But of course, it's a anything with a gun is a political issue. Anything with a gun... If, dude, you could be talking about child labor laws, but if in the background of the video there's like a picture of a gun or like a relic of a gun, we're talking about the gun. Forget about child labor laws. Forget about whatever topic you're talking about. This is about the Second Amendment now. I was making fun of the fact that these people look like dorks, and they're like, this Zoltan hates the Second Amendment. No, I don't. Calm down. I didn't say anything that you shouldn't have a gun. I just think if you're going to brandish your gun, look cooler, man. Don't just come out with, with a striped collared shirt tucked, tucked into your khaki pants. Untuck your shirt, at least. Like, don't come in tucked in. Untuck, you know? Look like you mean business, because you got this badass Rambo gun. What you should be doing is no shirt, baby oil, headband. That's how you should be coming in. No shirt, baby oil, headband, guns ablaze, and everyone would have been like, all right, this guy's clearly here to protect his property. Maybe we should re uh, respect his, uh, his his flower bed, you know? Let's not trample his tulips because he is wearing baby oil and a headband and he's got a Rambo gun. We should, uh, we should skedaddle. But he comes out dressed like he just came from an Easter brunch with his big Rambo gun, and I made fun of it. I made fun of it, and then people are like, I bet you would defend your property if someone came by. And I responded to them with, no, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't, I, I've never understood the I gotta defend my property thing. Especially, they're millionaires. What are you doing doing your own bidding? If I was a millionaire, I, and I owned a mansion, and uh, there was a mob that was coming by to burn my mansion, I would take my wife, and Jessica, whoever, like whatever immediate family I had, I'm like, we're getting the hell out of here. Get out the back door, hop in the Maserati, and skedaddle, head for the hills. We have insurance. Dude, I'm not a millionaire. I got insurance on this tiny studio apartment. I got renter's insurance. If there was a fire, it gets replaced. I mean, I would try to put it out, but if it was really good, I'd be like, I'm not going to start fist fighting the fire. If there was a mob in my alley and they're like, we're here to burn down your studio apartment, Sultan, I'd be like, well, let me scoop up Jessica and get my social security card out of the drawer and I guess have at it because I'm not going to fight a mob. I'm not going to wave a gun around. I'm not going to threaten someone's life. It's property. Why are we so... There's something about... I don't know if it's an international thing. Maybe it is. But we are very particular about property. We love to yell it. Get off my property. I remember on all those episodes of Cops, like, they would pull up on, like, some white trash family. And there would be, like, some dude who, like, punched a lady in the face. And be like, why'd you hit her? She was on my property. And he said it like that makes it legal. And maybe it does. I don't know the laws. But it doesn't seem right. Like, just because it's on your property, anything goes. Yeah, I sodomized him with a garden hose because he was within my property line. It's weird. Stop being so protective over stuff. Be protective over yourself and your family. But, it, you know, if you burn down my, my little library of books over there, if you steal my nonstick frying pan, tip my fridge over, burn my clothes, 
I guess. I mean, I'm not going to fight you for it. If there's a mob, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want my family to get hurt. We're leaving. I also don't want to hurt anybody. If I got a gun, I don't want to shoot anybody. I don't have, you know, what it takes. And I know everyone's very rah-rah. Not everyone, I should say. But there's some people out there that are like, Man, I'm not scared. I will kill you to protect my family and my, my stuff. And I agree with you until you said my stuff. It's stuff. And it's insured. And insurance companies suck. Stick them with the bill. We all have insurance. I got auto insurance. I got renter's insurance. I have performer's insurance. Just in case I fall off the stage. Stick them with the bill. Don't fight anybody. You might get hurt. You might hurt somebody. Just get out of the way. Like if some lunatic came by and started bashing my car, I'd be like, Ew. Guess I'm getting a new car. AAA is a good insurance company. And then someone said that must mean you're rich. No. No, everyone's got it. Everyone's fully insured. There's no reason to fight for it. I, I don't get it. It's more of a, it wasn't, a, I don't think those people, that couple went out there with guns to protect their property. It was a machismo move. It was like, we got these guns, let's flex them. It was more of a flex than it was a protection issue, you know? I don't get it. But it's just different ideals. If you feel that way, I don't think you're wrong, you know? I'm not against you. I'm not against the Second Amendment. People get so touchy about that Second Amendment. The people that love the Second Amendment get so touchy about it, it's almost like, man, you're so emotional. Are you sure you're the right person to have a gun? Do you have, like, the the scruples in your... I don't even know if that's the right word, but do you have the brain function and the, the, the emotional maturity to know when to brandish your gun, when to not, when to pull the trigger, and when to not? I know I don't. I'm an emotional guy. But I also run away. So maybe I am the guy that should have a gun. I'll be like, ah, here you go. And then just book it for the hills. I don't know. But people are very, uh, people got very touchy about that meme. And I left a bunch of comments underneath. They're like, he's crapping on the Second Amendment. I was like, no, I'm making fun of their clothes. Yeah, but there's an underlying, you're anti-Republican, anti-Second Amendment. No, I was making fun of their clothes. I thought their clothes didn't match their weaponry. That's all. That's all I was saying. Imagine if Rambo showed up just dressed like he got done playing 18 holes. Imagine. Just shows up in khakis and those little loafers with the spikes underneath. He's got a daiquiri in his hand. I'm not saying he can't do that. I'm just saying it's noteworthy, and that's all I did. It's all I did. People got very, very upset. People love their property. Calm down. Stuff. Stuff can be replaced. It can be. It gets replaced all the time. Maybe I'm just used to it because we live in California and there's fires and a bunch of families, unfortunately, lose their homes constantly. And then the insurance company comes in and goes, here's some money. Very sorry about the memories. Sorry you don't have that Polaroid a, a grandma anymore. But you can start over. I don't get it. Especially if you're rich. 
Dude, if I was rich, I'd have more than one house. I'd be like, you want to burn this down? All right, I guess we have to retreat to the Hamptons. <laughs> like, I don't... Whatever, man. Someone burned down my studio. I'd go... St I, got, I got some Marriott points from all that traveling I've been doing. And I think the insurance company would also give me some money to stay at a hotel. I'd figure it out. It's not a big deal. Calm down. Everything's not a war. Also, how about a moment of positivity? All right, I know it seems that when you go on your phone or when you go on the news, whether it's CNN or Fox News or whatever gets your uh, panties in a bunch, I know it feels like we're at a war with each other. But that, they're only showing our most extreme subsect of our population. All the people yelling and fist fighting at a Costco over wearing a mask or not wearing a mask over six feet of distance or whatever the issue is it's a small percentage of our population most of us are fine like most of us when how many times have you been to the grocery store and nothing happened how many times have you went to get gas and then nothing happened how many times have you went to go eat at a restaurant or pick up food to bring it back nothing happened people just sat ate enjoyed themselves as much as can be and then left that's most of society. So don't, I mean, I know that stuff's going on. I'm not saying it's made up. I'm not saying it's whatever. I'm just saying it's a small section of us. And they have to show that because the rest of us that show decorum and are normal, it's boring. It would be boring if they just showed a highlight reel of people at the grocery store keeping six feet of distance and wearing their mask and not fist fighting each other in the parking lot. That, that's not noteworthy. So then when you come home, you turn on the news, or you scroll Twitter, and you're like, oh my goodness, everyone's a racist, everyone's a pedophile, everyone's fist fighting, nobody's wearing a mask. You'd think the world is on fire, but it's not that bad. It's Most of us are normal people. It's a little bit of positivity. And I think it's time as like, the normal people that aren't out there drop-kicking people in the face over differences of opinion i think it's time we stand up and go hey you're the you're the small percentage we're the big percentage of decorum and i'm not saying we should join them and start fist fighting everybody but we should use our words and just go hey maybe you're having a bad day and that's why you're cussing me out at this costco because you're not wearing a mask and you're within six feet of me Maybe you're having a bad day, and I feel you, man. I'm having a bad day, too. Or I've had bad days. But maybe if you give me some space and I give you some space, we can both deal with our bad days separately and not rub off our bad juju on each other. I'm sorry, is that too much of a kumbaya moment? Should I have said that with an acoustic guitar in my hand and a sitting crisscross applesauce with a little fire going on? Is that how I should have done it? Maybe. Maybe it's a little too foo-foo for some of you. Some of you. I don't know. But I think there's room for some positivity. I don't think it has to be all, you know... I don't know. Or maybe it does. I, I, the, the more I see on my phone and on the news, the more I think this virus is for the best. Because I, I, I feel like it's taught us nothing. In the majority... I mean, I, I, 
the majority of us, I feel like we're all just itching to go back to regular life and, and regular life was a little divisive. We'll see how it goes. People are arguing, man. I just posted a stand-up clip today. We're going to see the response, but I was talking about the statues. People want to get rid of some Confederate statues, people that own slaves, and some people are really upset about it. And I'm like, who? it's statues, man. If it offends some people, just take it down. When were you hanging out at the statue? How many, what are you, just pack picnics and take a little bottle of wine to go sit near the statue and go, ah, there's my favorite statue. Dude, if you have a favorite statue and it's not the one of Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line that they have in front of the arena in Chicago, then how lame are you, man? You have a favorite Confederate statue that you just go and rub the kneecap of every day for good luck before you go off to work like what do you it's a statue but my heritage let it go man doug stanhope said it best he, he did a bit about nationalism and heritage it's dead people's baggage let it go it's not i mean come on the name of the football team offends this group of people call it something else i, I don't think it's i don't think it's that much of an infringement I think some people might think it's a slippery slope, like, oh, if we allow this, what else will they take away from us? But I think that's a real, mm, it's a real paranoid way of thinking, because I don't think it's going down like that. I don't think if we take down some statues and we no longer call the Washington Redskins the Redskins and the Cleveland Indians the Indians, if we end up calling them the Washington Sentinels and the Cleveland uh second place to Pittsburghers, whatever we call them, I don't think it's going to ruin sports. I don't think it's going to ruin the team. I mean, the Redskins haven't been good for decades. Maybe it's time for a fresh start. Maybe that would help them. Maybe if they were the Washington Sentinels, they could get their Shane Falco out there and make a run at the playoffs. I don't know. I just don't think, like, if it offends a group of people, is that worth fighting for? Is it worth the pushback? Does that make sense? And I think the reason there's so much fighting when it comes to this is because politics has become sports, and now it's the me versus you. It's blue versus red. Everything is blue versus red. The virus, that became blue versus red. Statues, that's blue versus red. Everything is. So how do we overcome that and go, let's compromise? We get 350 million people in this country, all right? You ever try going to dinner with five people? It's a nightmare. It's a nightmare trying to decide something. She's got a peanut allergy. She's vegan. This guy will eat anything. And that baby is allergic to water. You're going to end up eating separately. So imagine that times 350 million. We got we to gotta cut the cord on this team side. Yeah, but the liberals... And then the conservative... Stop. Stop. It's not going to happen, but at least I'll say it. Stop. <laughs> Every time they post a new video of like a brawl in a parking lot or just all of it, I'm like, this virus is for the best. I hope it just takes out those people. Those people out there fighting. 
fist fighting each other over over essentially nothing. I hope the virus only takes them out, but we know it's not. We know it's going to take out the innocent. It's going to take out some old lady at a retirement home that maybe had a few more years to live. And then she was just like, I wasn't involved with any of this, but I guess I'm going down this way. Any hoop. Positivity. <laughs> Something there. Um, couple things. Ooh, I got a... I have... I've been all over Netflix because there's, um... There's not a lot else going on. But I have to, uh... I gotta give you a couple Netflix recommendations and some movies to stay away from. Here's a Netflix movie to stay away from. Love on Netflix. It was trending top ten last week, and we put it on. That's not a movie, man. That is the opening scene, alright? It's, how is, it's, it's porn. It's pornography. It's, it's, it's nothing else. How is that considered art, but then the stuff on, like, Pornhub is considered smut. How, what's the difference? What's the difference? They had a better score? They had they had nicer cameras? They had better lighting? What's the difference? It, the movie Love is 2 hours and 15 minutes, and there's so little dialogue, I bet you could fit the entire script into a tweet. That is the movie Love. It starts with the sex scene, and then there's like four lines of dialogue, then another sex scene, then like one line of dialogue, then a threesome, then another line of dialogue, and then more sex, and it's two hours and 15 minutes of, thank God I'm not watching this with my parents. The sex scenes in the movie Love will make uh, the Wolf of Wall Street look like the Mr. Rogers movie. Like, that's how it is, and it starts that way. There's no opening. That, it's a hard open. You know how they have the term cold open? It's a hard open. It's a, it's a, there is no, like, you know how, like, a movie starts, like, oh, Columbia Pictures, and in association with ba 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 and ba 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 and then the lion comes out, roar, there's none of that. You hit play, boom, those people are banging, and you're just like, what did we turn on? What did we turn on? When that movie starts, you would have thought that your girlfriend was going through your phone and opened the Google search app and you forgot to turn something off that was on there from before. That's how that movie starts. It is BAM! And you're like, whoa! I'll say this though, two hours and 15 minutes of that much gratuitous sex, if you watch that with your significant other and you don't have sex at least once, that relationship's over. Okay? If you don't at least hook up a couple times, at least once, during the two hours and 15 minutes of watching every actor in that movie have actual sex, I think your relationship might be on the outs, at the very least. You're only staying together because of the lockdown, and you're like, well, you're the only person I can hang out with, so we're gonna, we're gonna hang out until this has a conclusion. What an uncomfortable, weird... Is it art? Why is it art? How is that art and porn's not? I don't get it. How? What? I have so many questions. What was the audition process? Because there's barely any dialogue in the movie. What were the lunch breaks like? How awkward was that set? 
where you're like actually having sex with the actor or actress you're working with and then they yell cut and then someone goes lunch break and then you guys are just sitting there eating sandwiches with like the camera guy and the associated best boy grip i'm trying to think of all the terms that are in credits just those people going ah, another day at the office do you invite your parents to the premiere is that the one mom and dad get gussied up in a three-piece tuxedo and a top hat and, a, and she's wearing a gown like she's Audrey Hepburn to come watch their kid in, in this feature-length film? I was so happy that I didn't watch that with my mother. Because that's happened before. One time I was with, a couple of years ago, it was with uh, uh, a couple Christmases ago, it was my mom, my brother, and I and I put on uh, the Robin Williams movie, World's Greatest Dad, which I thought was RV. Because there's another Robin Williams movie where he rents a big RV and he can't drive it, so he crashes into everything. And I was like, that's a great family movie. We can, we can giggle. But instead, I picked this other movie, and like one of the opening scenes is this kid uh, accidentally kills himself while masturbating. And <laughs> there I am. With my mom and my brother. Crawling in my skin. Just crawling. Like the Linkin Park song. That's what I heard. Thank God I didn't watch that with my mother. Don't watch this movie. Or watch it and test your relationship. But. Wow. Wow. Here's a movie you can't watch. The Will Ferrell movie. Eurovision. That's a good time. Well, uh, that's, I mean, if there was ever a movie that we needed for what's going on in the world today, thank you, Will Ferrell. It's funny. It's goofy. Uh, Rachel McAdams is in it. She's still uh, as cute as ever uh, from Notebook fame or uh, Wedding Crashers. She was her hottest in Wedding Crashers. See, she's funny in this movie. She's still great looking. It's a great movie. Highly recommend it. They're a little long. I don't know if that needed to, does every movie need to be two hours now? Because it's going on Netflix, so they're assuming you take breaks. Like, there's no reason that you should put in intermissions into your movies because people are watching them at home. We have to, when I watch a movie on Netflix, it is so long, there's always an intermission. At least two, where I pause, I take a break, I make a coffee, go to the bathroom, come back, hit play again. Why? Two hours. Let's get it going. But that movie was good. Eurovision, and I just watched Desperados. Uh, that was funny. I don't know any of the actors. No, I do know. The dude from the show Upload on Amazon Prime is on there. Also a great show. Those are my recommendations. Go check them out. Uh, what else did I have to say? Oh, I got an email last week. I'm going to do this. I'm going to read this email. Uh, last week I was, or two weeks ago now... I posted that clip about the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Because I made fun of Chris D'Elia for hitting on younger women. And then I posted a clip of... Uh, I talked about Jimmy Kimmel getting in trouble for doing blackface in the 90s. And my take on it was I don't remember blackface in the 90s being wrong. So maybe it was okay then. Uh, and the reason I thought that is because I was a kid and I don't remember hearing anything about blackface until like the early 2000s. But then I got this email. Set me straight. And they said that blackmail was bad then. I wanted to read this email, and then we'll go, uh, we'll wrap up the show. But this email, uh, this person didn't want me to say their name, so I'm not gonna. But uh, here it is. 
and excuse my reading. Uh, comment from your latest video. Hi, I've always thought of you as one of the smartest, funniest comedians on YouTube. You, came in, you became a favorite of mine because your material is uh, perceptive, uh, incisive, and intelligent, which is the best review of my comedy I've ever gotten, and I've never looked at it that way. Uh, but she goes on to say, outlining, uh, oh, she also says, uh, particularly unique. So thank you for that. Which is always a nice way to put the email. Cause she said it nice, and then she's about to bury me. Which she didn't bury me. She was just dropping knowledge on me. It was very nice of her to write out this email. But she goes, I am a 60-year-old, 68-year-old black woman. I've lived through and seen a lot. I was in the heat of the civil rights struggle in the 60s. I was a Black Panther. I was in the streets protesting and putting my ass on the line trying to help us achieve equality and the right to be something something than other in this country. And I'm still struggling. So I offer my perspectives on your recent comments on blackface and Jimmy Kimmel's problems. Blackface has wreaked uh, wretched history in this country. I urge you to step in the shoes of a black person who protested and fought for 50 years to be equal, not given rights and privileges. I didn't deserve... To have, as a citizen in America, holy guacamole am I reading horribly right now. I've never been good at reading out loud. Honestly, I'm sweating right now like it's grade school and it's my turn to read. But here we go. Uh, blackface is a powerful symbol of just how little control... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say that with a smile. I was still thinking about how bad at reading I was. Blackface is a powerful symbol of just how little uh, control we have over how we are seen. Uh, we can't stop the crudity, having our skin, uh, facial features, our own existences mocked and stereotyped. And then she goes on to say, um, that it was as wrong 20 years ago and well known to be wrong 20 years ago as it is now. So that was the gist of what she was saying. But she also goes on to say, uh... If, uh, if I could, I would expunge the history and incidents of racial mockery and all of its repugnant and painful occurrences in this country. I am not, and I forcibly emphasize, not looking for pity or some kind of misplaced sappy kumbaya moment. I appreciate that. Um, and also, I should have reread this email a few more times before I taped it because there's some words that I'm pretty sure I mispronounced. Incidents repugnant i'm glad i got that one on the first take but the gist of it is, she, is she's saying blackface was wrong in 1996 as it is in 2020 which that was the point of my my jimmy kimmel thing like are we going to go back and apologize for everything that has now been deemed wrong but i guess it was deemed wrong back then uh i just didn't know because i was a kid but i should have looked it up and i didn't look it up because uh it was trending on Twitter at the time I recorded, so I didn't look it up at all. I just saw it and then thoughts. So that's what happened. Uh, but then she also recommends a thing. Uh, she goes, thanks for listening. In closing, you might listen to the video entitled, How Can We Win? An address by Kimberly Jones. So I uh, recommend that to all of you as well. Thank you for your email on that. And that's why I took the video down on YouTube. People were like, why did you take the Jimmy Kimmel thing down? And I took it down because of that email and because of some of the comments under the video. Some of the comments were very, like, I'm not saying all people that like Trump are racist, but all the ones that are racist 
definitely left a comment there going, eh, that's what I've been saying. How come they get to say the N-word and I don't get to say it? No, 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 That wasn't my point in that video at all. So obviously, the point I was trying to make missed the mark by a mile. This email helped me realize that, as did the ignorant comments under the video, so I just put it on private. It doesn't need to be posted. Uh, anyway, that's going to be the podcast for this week. Thank you so much for listening and downloading. I want to give a special thank you to all the cat person people that helped make this show happen. I'm going to read your guys' names, and then we will call it a day. Uh, this is a way you can help support me and the podcast. Go uh, subscribe excuse me, on YouTube and become a member. Uh, there's three different levels. There's a buck ninety nine, four ninety nine, and nine ninety nine. These are all the people in the nine ninety nine level. Ema, Catherine, Maya, Tat P, Alan Nugent, Jonathan Kinsey, my buddy, Coastal eight hundred five, Samoria Augusto, Laura Hornstra, Ilea Jungworth, Danny Cox, Diane Norton, Laura Rolfson, Judy Dean, Annette. Supreme Coalition, Susie Wilson, Jamie Bassett, Amari Garrison-Quay, Amanda Scharfenberg, Jim Young, Sarah Zanto, all the way in Australia. I'll never get that last name right, and I apologize for that. Marilyn Rx, Elena 1960 Alive, Ellen Chestnut, Planet Molly, Joanna W., Renea Spaulding, R.C. Woodshop, and Craig Rappaport. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, streaming, and supporting, as you have. Um... Very much appreciated. I hope you guys have a great week. Remember, it's not as bad as it looks on your phone and on the news. We don't hate each other that much, but the ones that do are way more interesting, and that's why we watch. So I hope that uh, that makes you feel slightly better. Anyway, ciao, everybody. And we hit stop on that. And then to you guys listening, I hit... And bid you all adieu. Bye, everybody.